This is Matt. This is Paul. This is Jacob. And we are Matt and Madley's Ice Cream Social. You are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand. Brought to you Australia-wide by Good Games. Forget rising obesity stats. Tonight, everyone's a medium. It's Mysterium. Not that sound you make when nanas who ate all the mince pies, but Mysterium, limited spooky crime solver. Just like sharing a urinal, don't be tempted across the streams, listener. This ghost's not for busting. He's your ally. Freddie Mercury had one vision, but this evening, we're having all of the rest. We have seven hours, seven players. This is Seven Land Hand. Mysterium, published in 2015, is a libelud game designed by mathematical madman Oleksandr Nevisky and Oleg Sidorenko. It's a republishing of their 2013 game, <coughs> um, uh, Tedjemnitsi Domostul, from Portal Games. Mysterium is a cooperative game for two to seven players with exactly 42 minutes stashed under their crystal balls. Although I once finished a game in 43 minutes. Sorry, Oleksandr. A bit like determining who ate all the Brussels sprouts after Christmas dinner, it's a fog-filled game of deduction. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. In the 1920s, Mr McDowell, a gifted astrologist, immediately detected a supernatural being upon entering his new house in Scotland. He gathered eminent mediums of his time for extraordinary seance. And they have seven hours to contact the ghost and investigate any clues that it can provide to unlock an old mystery. One disclaimer before we proceed, neither Alexander or Oleg are madmen. However, Alexandra's board game geek biopic has been used to intimidate small European countries. Check it out, listener. No, I'm serious. Check out the guy's picture. Sorry, Alexander. Love your work. But what does it all mean to gamers? Sitting in the dim light, skull in hand, I knew him well. It's Matt McHale. I see, I see a, a, a games review in our future. I thought you were going to drop into some Hamlet then. Is it Hamlet? Ham- yeah, it's Hamlet. Hamlet. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's from Hamlet, Matt. <laughs> of course it is. Facts, listener. We're talking Shakespeare. That's the kind of highbrow stuff you've tuned into. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Sands. What did Nerdmas do for your geeky Yule? I jumped straight back into time stories again. I, I, I'm playing this thing to death at the moment because literally it's playing me to death. <laughs> And, and I don't mean that what in is that any form of... What it, time stories. Yeah, no, it came through... Uh, well, that was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? No, no, up? no. This is um, just one, uh, one I stumbled across and when I heard about it first coming out. And I waited, pretty much waited a year until it was released. And uh, I'm playing through the uh, first scenario that comes with the, with the game at the moment. And I've played it through with a couple of mates uh, three times now. Same game, but... Each time you've got a bit more information, that sort of thing. And that's how it progresses. It, it unlocks the story, so the overall narrative. Yeah. And uh, basically this most recent run we did, we did something that we regretted later on in the game. <laughs> that's familiar. That's which life, isn't it? pretty that's... much meant that we had to all decide, no, that's it, we can't, we can't keep going because we've just... Re- screwed it up for previous ourselves. save game so yeah yeah and, and that's exactly what you do you go back to your last game and, and start again and uh which is a great novel concept for a board game yeah i think and uh so it, typically you're playing this one in three to four runs so we're on run number four soon the next time we play it we're on run number four and uh hopefully we nail it in that go otherwise we've probably got a run number five coming along but right, so right. it's it's like RPG sort of thing. You're sitting down, you're playing a scenario, sitting yeah. down, playing a scenario, and so forth. Yep. Then go back and uh, 
with all this inf- extra information. It's really one of those games that you can't say too much about it because you give spoilers. Oh, yeah. It was very, very spoiler-heavy. And so. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else who's contemplating it. Yeah. Now, you're yeah. sporting a uh, Star Wars... I am. Force Awakens. Yes. T-shirt. That's right. And have you seen the movie yet, Matt? I have... Well, by the time this goes out... Yeah. <laughs> At the right. moment, no, I haven't. All right. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Uh, well, I'm seeing it soon. So we're still really in no spoilery zone. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Look, I, I don't mind. I'm one of those guys that can listen to spoilers and, and we'll actively hunt them yeah. out. Chewbacca's but in this gay. case... Chewbacca is gay. Well... I no. thought we were going for spoilers, not not uh, not facts. You know, facts. Yeah. But uh, no, once I've seen it, we can open we open the door. Well, have a chat there. I'll be well and truly into it by then. <laughs> hey, well, uh, now that it's a new year, I got no toys for Christmas. Zero toys. I, you know, and and what was what really hurt was that the last option I had was mum coming. Mum and dad come came around. Yeah. And mum hates the fact that I like toys. And I, she oh. handed me over a parcel, and I'm like, this is my last chance at a toy for 2015. <laughs> Of course, it wasn't. Hopes aren't high. No, it was a wooden box. A wooden box? Yeah, for pencils. A pencil box? A pencil box. I stopped getting pencil boxes when I was, well, 12. She also gave me some grey school shorts, shorts <laughs> and, and, a, and a tie. I don't know what she's And saying. a cap? Yeah, yeah, she thinks I'm part of ACDC. <laughs> hey, Fallout 4 update. Yeah. Uh, you, are you familiar with Fallout yeah, 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Preston Garvey and I uh, are in love. Oh, is that, a, is that an option? It is an option. It surprised the hell out of me. So you join the Minutemen? I join the Minutemen. You get, and you know how when people do stuff, they go, you do something, and it goes, Preston, love that. Preston, love that. <laughs> and then you keep, he just keeps stepping up, and there's an affinity kind of rating. <laughs> and it, I was doing it, and it was kind of funny. You know, it was kind of like uh, it gave you some options, and they were in yellow, so they're like, you know, you're pushing the friendship kind of thing, trying yep. to be use your charisma. And it just kept stepping up, stepping up. You know, it's like our relationship. How is how big's your charisma? I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it has stuff like our relationship, and you go, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll press that one. So you press it, and it goes. You know, I can't. Uh, emphasize how, how I feel about you. You know, it's, I feel really strongly about you. And you go, well, this is really weird. And then it goes on, and then it came up with an option, I love you. So I went, I'm, I'm pressing that. <laughs> so I pressed it. Now we're sleeping together and everything. This oh, is Fallout 4. I've this is going to end badly. You know that, right? Well, it already has because I'm not happy with Preston's response to it. Uh, Preston's responded by doing things like uh, standing horizontally. <laughs> Literally, it's glitching big time. Oh, and and then the other day, he was swimming in the middle of the air, and he was um there was we were being attacked by ghouls, and uh, Preston yells out, "I got this!" And he's swimming in midair. <laughs> he's obviously high on love. I think he's just dropped his drop. You know, he's not doing his part. <laughs> he's not holding up his part of the relationship. Well, I always knew that. Um that, that your, your charisma has a big, and, and the options you choose in conversations, has a big impact on the future interactions with your characters. <laughs> now, Fallout that's 3, that, that's been in there since you know, Fallout 3 and yeah. New Vegas and um, Skyrim, things like that. So it's good to see that they've, been, they've kept that going because it's, a, it's one of those funny moments where you, you, you're talking to the character and then other options, depending on your charisma. Because I think if you play it from the perspective of a... Of just a prick, yeah. Then you I've never really pressed don't the prick go response. as far. You don't get as much options. It always seems like the B button, Xbox One yeah. um, controls. If you press the 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 one at three o'clock on the options, uh, it's always just the 
you know, being a nasty dislike. Yeah. And you go, why would you press that? It's obviously going to go sour. You just have to <laughs> troll yourself in a game and make it way harder for yourself. I don't, I don't know why you would, especially on a game this, this massive. Well, it sounds um, like you're having fun with it. I don't know if I'm having fun yet. It's just oh. confusing me. Although I had my first, you know, sort of all-nighter. You know, I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning playing. And I started Ouch. it. Yeah, I know. It, I was, <sighs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, quick tip. Don't quick save while running. Okay. Landmines. <laughs> right. That set me back a bit. So, so what do you mean? So you're, you're running. Quick, you're running along. You're running along and you just go, I'll just go, I'll quickly, I'll just go save. Don't press the button. Quick yeah. save, yeah. Run, land on the mine. Boom. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And I tried so often to try and get out of this, you know. And you go back well, to I think there's a parable save. about trying to quick save while running through a landmine field. Yeah. The ancient Japanese were onto that real early on. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. about it. Yeah, that's about it. Hey, it's Mysterium Day, so yeah. uh, let's let's hit a bit of that sort of talk. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. This month, it's today's game, Mysterium. Mysterium. For the next four weeks, and while stocks last, the fun-loving gamers at Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Mysterium. All you have to do is stroll into your local Good Games store, engage your powers of the force. Matt, you need to watch a movie, learn how to do that. Yep. Thought sees a member of staff and convey the <laughs> password. Mystery 7. Mystery 7. 7. Let's seven. let that sit there. Seven land hand, seven hours, seven players. It's all about the number seven. All right, for the next four weeks, mystery seven. And that's while stocks last. So, pro tip, get in fast. That is a good pro tip. That is a good pro tip, man. Save 10% on the game. Want to win the game? That's 100%. My mathematician (laughs) madmen have told me. Uh, Stay tuned for neats and twos. That's after the review. And we'll tell you exactly how to do it, if you haven't picked up from last month's talk. Anyway, on with the show. Mysterium. Here it is. Yep. Cracked the box. We've played the game. I see it laid out before us. It, yeah. <laughs> All right. So generally, Matt, what's, we touched on the narrative in, early on in the, uh, the intro, but basically what's happening? So, bas- so the Scottish uh, gentleman <laughs> who's purchased a new house, he's gone in, he's had a look, and he's decided that there is a presence uh, based on from everything being lit in blue and yeah, there have been lots of fogs, f- fogs around fogs, yeah. <laughs> fogs. fogs, plural and of frogs, fog. plural of fog, flowers, <laughs> and frogs in the background chirping away. No, yeah. there's uh, he's picked up on, on a on a, a presence. ghostly presence, yeah, and can't explain it himself. So he's sent out a a tweet to his <laughs> 1920s, hang on. Yeah, that's what you Wouldn't did. Tweet? Yeah, he tweeted his mates. He sent out uh, this message to uh, fellow mediums. And you know how you do that when you're a medium? They would already know. So you exactly. just go, they're, they're already on the way. They're, they're the letter, they, they're already... There's no letter. No, they're, no just gone, they're there. I'm gonna, oh, there's going to be a seance on the 28th of January. I'll, I'm on my way now. <laughs> just rock up at the gate and there they are. Yeah. And so he's engaged the services of... His mates, of his medium mates, mates. Yep. yeah. And each one of them is a uh, eminent clairvoyant in, or medium in their respective, I don't know, skill strategy. I, I, it doesn't go too deeply into, to, I think. Well, it's well, got actually, a nice little thing in the beginning of the instructions, just a bit of a rundown and everybody's, yeah. you know, which you immediately look at but never read. And <laughs> it sets up the characters. So there are, yeah. uh, there are five characters in the game. So you don't, McDowell himself isn't, doesn't feature as a character. 
But that's six, Matt. Six. Oh, it is six. You're six right. Six characters yeah. and the ghost. Crikey. That's seven. why it's two to seven players. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so they hail from all over the globe and they each have a speciality. Um, for example, there's the the Ottoman character who's a talisman reader. Uh, there's Alphonse who's into numerology. Uh, and these all get dispersed out amongst the... Yeah. And that, that's the first tip, the players. The, the number of players has to include the ghost. Remember that for that's later. Right. <laughs> so... The, 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 the majority of what you consider to be the players, not the players playing the ghost, choose from these characters, and they're all clairvoyanty types. Mm. The characteristics of the characters themselves aren't important for the no, game. No, totally don't impact filler. on it. Yeah. So, so, as, so someone who's trying to write for board games and stuff like that, yeah. that comment I made earlier on about there being a page full of lovely info <laughs> that you immediately flick past, uh, I'd like to retract... Which- it is very important and it sets the mood of the game. <laughs> it does. Because yeah. the, the flavour comes through in this game. So yeah, you're yeah. there to try and solve a mystery and the mystery being the presence of the, the, the ghostly spirit. Yeah, the ghost uh, has a message to convey. Yeah. And the mediums are the way in which that message gets interpreted. Yeah. Now, Cluedo fans, you might recognise what the ghost has to convey in that it's a person, yeah. a place and a thing. And that's what yeah, the ghost has to... Give you visions for, and in that order, yeah, yeah, exactly in that order. <laughs> and so you're trying to you're trying to interpret what's happened uh, to the you know what's happened to the ghost and figure out who so who done it. Yeah. So you have a total of well, in this version of the game, it's seven hours. You're, so it's All yeah. Hallows Eve, and you've got seven hours to interpret this the, the ghost's messages and uh, identify the killer. Yeah, the story, the story goes that the ghost's only around for that amount of time. You know, it's just after midnight, you've got until dawn, uh, and the ghost's only going to be around. Otherwise, you'll have to wait another year before the ghost may be able to appear and convey this whodunit that's right. uh, line of events. Yeah. So that's so, kind, of the, the, kind of the vibe of it, isn't it? And it is. I suppose adding to the vibe as well, and this isn't expansion talk too early, um, you can get uh, a, a musical download from the... Did you just press play? No, 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 I didn't want to say, oh, I will if you like, but no, no, you can. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a download from um, uh, Liberland's site for the Mysterium uh, page, which has some music to, to accompany the game. Creates atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I, I chose to use our friends over at HP Podcraft's uh, <laughs> soundtrack from way back in the day. Yep. Thanks, uh, Chad Pfeiffer, for that. No, it, it's all about setting a tone for this game. I think if you've got a, a slightly a dimly lit room, somewhere yeah. that's quiet, a circular table. Uh, you can set up that, that seance vibe, which is what the game's trying to recreate. It's uh, six players working together to with the ghost, yeah. who is a player. I've played, I've played as the ghost every yeah. single time. And uh, that's the way I've set it up because I've, you know, being the gamer in many of those games, I've had people over for dinner, like wife's family, friends, that sort of stuff, non-gamers. And because and the game's so easy to play once you get, you know, the usual sort of yeah. thing, round one, just this is what we do, this is what we do, and then you go. Uh, and then you don't have to, and the ghost doesn't speak. I've really committed to just setting up the vibe, yeah, dimly lit, yep. the music. You know, it's just like, okay, and the ghost doesn't speak the entire time. No. So, you know, you're just looking. And when you come out from behind your dungeon master screen, you know, you're kind of like, mm, you know, slight eyebrow raise, lock your player with, you know. It really just set up, does set up this nice... Wall, yeah. this nice fourth wall, if you like, where the ghost is on the other side, and through, you know, through the cards, 
is re- is telling the story of what happened to it. And the components on the layout of the table oh. just lend themselves to that Gorgeous. as well, don't they? So, I mean, what, what, are we, what are we looking at when we're sitting there? So we've got several decks of up. cards. There's, there's cards that include uh, people, items, locations, as yep. you alluded to before. There's cards, and, and they're cards for both sides. So there's a set of cards for the ghost who use the, uh, the smaller standard cards. And then the tarot cards... Uh, used by the uh, players, yeah, by the players, and they're already predetermined. Well, predetermined. You, you, depending on the difficulty and the amount of players that you play, depends on the amount of cards yeah. that you lay out. Like we played a four-player game with uh, medium difficulty, so in each each step, like there were four, there were six cards for who done it, six cards to choose from from where it was done, and six cards for what they did it with. That's it. Uh, and so that can that can vary, but in between those markers, you've got this uh, lovely little um, I forgot what they call it now. What's this thing called? Like here? A, progress marker. The, yeah, the progress board. Progress board. Yeah, so there are three of those. There's one one after each section because this game is actually broken into three rounds, three timed rounds, and then an end phase, and then an end phase. Yeah. That's right. So everybody gets the opportunity to interact with the first level, and then depending on how well their deduction skills are, they will move up. The level, so no one's no one's you're not all moving at the same time. Everyone's at working at their own level. So as you make successful discoveries, and the progress markers delineate that that yep. step. So then at the top of the at well, top of those three areas, you've got a, um, a clairvoyancy track, uh, and like yeah, and that that all phase, fades into the the end phase. And then at the head of the table, there's it's pretty much a dungeon master screen. And that's really nicely made. It's got for the, for the players, the clairvoyant side of it, uh, a lovely picture, really nice artwork just to sort of set the mood that you're in a, you know, a Victorian oh, Gothic mansion. Brilliant artwork. Yeah. And then on the other side of that, that's where all of the, the ghost gear is. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. One thing that stood out, uh, and a lot of comparisons about this game will be made to Cluedo, yes, you, because you, yeah. it's your whodunit story. Well, it's good. it's Cluedo Dixit. Dixit. Dixit was the yeah. other one because the card design is just, uh, they're very interpretive, uh, not meant to be literal. They're all, well, yeah, it depends on how you play the game because yeah. you can interpret if all literal. But the art design's very simple but very engaging. Uh, they're beautifully designed cards. And they're, they're, each one of them has practical use and contributes to the, uh, to the aesthetic of the scene, you know, the, the creating as well. The counters and chits are all, you know, the usual high-quality card, uh, yeah. thick card stock. The player tokens, uh, these little... Uh, the um, oh, what are they called? The intuition, intuition tokens. I think they are. They're little crystal balls. Uh, so every player has one in their own color, um, which are, yeah, which are mark your progress through the uh, through the mansion or through through the game. And a beautiful clock. A you beautiful know, clock. You know, um, I, I look at this yeah. and I immediately the way it's set up. I, I think of an of an evocative. Uh, mansion turn of the century mansion where you're advancing through the halls of this mansion and, and that's just the, the, it's immediately that's what it said to me when i saw it laid out on the table because you the it also fits together so seamlessly from the uh loca- from the cards to the uh the epilogue progress board which is at the top there it just all naturally synergizes 
and, and I think it creates this strong narrative, strong theme throughout the game. Yeah, and all the characters are of the era yeah. and the locations are of the era and even the weapons, you know, no one's getting shot with a laser gun or that sort of stuff. I mean, that's <laughs> easy it's a beautiful to scrub. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Thoughtful design. Now, this is a re-implementation too. Yeah. So we mentioned that 2013 with the original... Uh, yeah, what was it called? ...Polish version. Um, Domostu. Thing word word, word yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not even gonna try it because uh, I don't speak Polish but Nietzsche no. um, Domostu yeah there you go yeah so it's a re-implementation of that now there were some differences that that original version this whole process was led at was drawn out over seven days seven days in narrative terms uh, to solve the crime whereas this this new version. It's brought down to seven hours, which it's more punchy, Matt. It is no messing around. It, it, it makes gives that illusion of who'd of want to hang around hurry, with clairvoyance for a week. Let's face it. <laughs> I've seen what is that movie? Uh, Ruby Red or Ruby Ruby Rose? It's one about the haunted house with Liam Neeson was in it, and they were trying to bring. They were all different psychics, mediums as well. Right. Similar sort of story, I guess. And they were trying to uncover the mystery of the house. And they had they were there for about a week or something like that, and just seemed to go on forever. But best clairvoyancy shot. Side note: Eva Green in uh, Penny Dreadful. Yeah, you seen that? Yeah, the you know the legitimate clairvoyant comes in, hoaxer, trying to pull all the gear. You know, all of the oh, I'm feeling this, I'm <laughs> feeling that. Eva Green just does a, a an acting like clinic on. Really Everybody good. in the universe and just goes full on. I wish that exorcist. That was just the greatest scene ever. I'm a fan of Eva's for life. After that, <laughs> she was so cool. No, anyway, good. back to Mysterium. So the uh, the way it all works now, if we start back at the beginning, everybody gets their token. They get their uh, clairvoyancy tokens, which are is this neat little voting system that runs throughout the game which you can score points. But everybody is dealt by the ghost, the ghost player, in silence, uh, one or two clues. Well, it's the number of visions. Visions, yeah. Visions, vision that's cards, right. and they're handed vision cards. So, And it's up to the ghost how many they disperse to each player and that they can disperse them in any order to any player as they feel that they're, they appropriately fit uh, one of the cards that, that's out there. Yeah. Now, the that's people. an early pro tip, I think, yeah. is... As I got the handle on how many cards the ghost can discard, which is quite limiting at different times, um, you have to let the, the players know it's, this isn't a literal conveyance of information. Because yeah. people will look, at, if, I pick up, if I pick up a card here and it's got a key on it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a key that has got something no. to do with the, the person that you're looking for or the place or the weapon. Um, you've really got to sort of think outside the box. And when that starts to happen, you get good players that think outside the box regarding uh, the, the elements of the cards. Uh, I think that's when the fun discussions really start happening in this game. Well, these are the, the, the tarot cards that, that, that are given as clues, as visions. They are the Dixit-style cards. So they're, they're the ones with the real evocative artwork that you have to look at this thing. Loads of elements. Loads. On. There's lots of things. The two I'm holding in my hand, uh, you could look at them in terms of colour. Okay, one's slightly reddish, pinkish. The other one's green. Uh, one's more based in the air. The other one's based in the forest. Um, there are clouds, there are airships, there's water, there are fields. I so had so the, many things that you can look at. The other day, as on. a ghost, I passed a card out that had uh, a high bridge 
and a path going on it really far below. Yeah. And I was trying to convey that to the person uh, because the, the person they were looking for was playing bagpipes and had kilts and tartan. And my, I mean, you get desperate as a ghost, but my thing was high road, low road. I'll take the high road, you take the low uh, road, and I'll yeah. make, get the Scotland before you. <laughs> That was my clue. <laughs> Scottish trope. Because, you know, as a ghost, you get seven cards. You, you, there's a little system where you can swap cards out. If you're playing easy, you can swap one out per round. If you're playing medium, you can do three for the whole game. And yeah. if you're playing hard, you can have one swap out for the, for the whole game. Now, that makes it real tricky. Um, so, yeah, you get desperate as the ghost. So that's why it's important before you shut up as a ghost just to say, hey, look, these aren't going to be obvious clues. You've got to try and read in it and read around it. And if I hand you more than one, look for common themes, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, what was great is the discussion that comes out of that because the players are interacting with each other, looking at each other's cards. Yeah, because it's um, totally collaborative at that, yeah, yep. at that and, stage, and really. So they, they're helping, they're throwing words out there. You know, we played this with... Um, with Wes and yeah. and we found that we were on different levels. We, we were had different things in our minds when we looked at the cards. He focused on very Wes was literal super, things. Wes was super literal, yeah. and he he just came down to like, no, I'm just guessing, and I'm just guessing. But um, I know, and, and you really get that sense uh, when you get certain games. Like I played a game here, and there was a couple came over, and the husband who I don't really know that well, I was I was just me and him are on the same page. I was passing stuff to him and he's going, oh, this is this and this. It's got to be this guy. It's, it's straightforward. And I was just like, yeah, and he flew through it. Good for think, finding out how people think, uh, actually, and the things they come up with. I don't want to so. know how people think, Matt. <laughs> it terrifies me. It scares you, keeps you awake at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at the, on the first stage of the game, the first round, if you like, you've got, uh, you're trying to identify the, the prospective killer. So they're all laid out. Everybody's been given one or two or more uh, clue card, uh, vision cards. I keep calling them clue cards because you, you don't know what you're talking. You gain about. clues oh, from the vision. Yes, that's what you meant. Yeah. And then, so if I've, I'm holding two in my hand, uh, I'm I'm trying to see how these cards could possibly relate to one of the characters. And once I think I've got it, I use my um, my in, intuition token, which is your which is my little crystal ball. Yep. To make a choice uh, which one am i prepared to say that this is the character that i think it is so i've done that and then once everybody's done the same it goes now back to the ghost and the ghost looks ah, at everyone in you're turn. missing an important step oh, i am aren't i the voting and this is a pro tip from that's right i first played this game over in sydney with all of the uh a lot of good game store yeah. owners and we pulled it out and we we're playing it and we we're loving it we didn't pay enough attention to the voting and making sure yeah. you vote and try to score stuff so that your um, uh, clairvoyancy track, yeah. you actually progress on that because that has an important part in the end phase. And the end phase, I'll get to later on, yeah. uh, is um, easily dismissed, but I think is quite an important mechanic in this game. Yeah. But so the important thing is people have to vote uh, to score on the clairvoyancy um, track. track yeah so you along with your intuition token you have clairvoyancy tokens and you get uh depending on the pl number of players in the game you get a couple of positives and a couple of uh, ticks and a couple of crosses yeah now you use those not on yourself but use them on other players to see to to, to give them a little bit of a hint 
as to whether you think they're they're on the right track or well, whether no, they're completely go, you wrong. You can completely tell them yeah. openly because it's completely you collaborative. Can. You can say, look, Matt, I reckon with the clues that the ghost's given you, you should be voting for this guy. Yeah. And you go, no, no, I reckon it's this woman over here. You vote for the woman. Yeah. I can then put my voting card with a cross, cross. on it against what you voted if, you know, if I think if that's the case. And if, I, if that's correct when the ghost hands out the results, uh, I get a point on the clairvoyancy yeah. track and progress. Yep, and the same wise. If, if I agree with you, I can get yeah. a point for agreeing If we have a chat you. and we just think, that's locked in, yeah. you can vote on it. You can't vote on your own. No, that's, that's the only right. trick. Now, those uh, voting uh, tokens refresh after round four. That's so right. you've got four. You've got to use them. You've got you can to get spend th- more than one at, 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 during a round, but you just can't use them in the same place yeah. or, on, or on yourself. And like you'll you get said. them all back at round four. So, yeah, use them. You don't want to end the game or end <laughs> round four and have them in your hands because that's just an opportunity for you to progress. Well, they're points in the bank. They're points in the bank. And, well, they're not in the bank. They're just... <laughs> in falling, the mansion? In, yeah, falling <laughs> down the back of the Victorian sofa you're sitting on. <laughs> so we've progressed through the first round. Uh, and now it, the plague turns back to the ghost. And the ghost needs to affirm or deny, deny the, uh, whether you're on the right track. So, and this is done... In silence. <laughs> in silence yeah. or, in David's case, uh, with a nod of the head or a shake of the head. So Spooky eyebrow <laughs> raise always works really well. I, um, Torture I, them a little bit, make eye contact with them, <laughs> think that you're going to give them the answer, and then move on to somebody else. <laughs> Especially if they're sweating it because they've you been working on the same one over and over. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about creating the, the mood and the tone, you know. These people are, you know, supposedly communicating with this ghost. They don't know what's going on, you know. They're just grasping at straws for information. And how does it feel as uh, the ghost player when you're sitting there and you know someone's outwardly wrong, completely miss, miss the track? Oh, look, how does that make you feel? The best thing is, is when someone's outwardly commit, committed to something and got it totally wrong and every, all the other players are going, it's it's obvious it's this other thing here. And they, everyone else has got it right. Yeah. Uh, I think, I've forgotten who it was now. It's not going to make any difference to the listener. One player was communicated to real easy, but they were kind of passive. Uh, so I would give them all the information. They would go, it's this. And then everyone else would talk her out of it and she would vote on whatever yeah. they said. And I think every single time she'd got it right the first time. Uh, and it so just, just took her a while. To to, and it would always be like, oh, I, th- I said it was that at first. I thought, yeah, you did. <laughs> now, keep learn to listen that. to yourself. Learn to listen to yourself. So it's a, it's a game of life as well. You learn to trust yourself. So if you're correct, if you've managed to nail the, the right uh, killer. Happy days. Or at least a one of the prospective killers. Because everybody, every player in the game uh, has a different... Yeah, yeah. A, a different... Um, the ghost has got a, a three different... Uh, com- yeah, like they've got um, a different culprit, um, location and weapon for each of the players. Yeah. And they're listed on the inside of the Dungeon Master's um, screen. Yeah. So, yeah, as soon as the person's identified their respective person, place or thing, you progress the next yep. round. They get to keep the card. It goes in a little stash into a little pouch. Yeah. And... And, and, and face stuff. Yep. So that they, they've now... They know who, for them, according to the visions, they know who their culprit is, and they then move on to the location and then the weapon. So those t- those three rounds, there's no difference between them other than the theme of the round. Yeah. The mechanics are exactly the same, and you can progress uh, to that. You can progress to the end faster than everybody oh, else, or slower than everyone else. Yeah. There's there's actually a bonus if you do that. 
if yeah. you've managed to get it correct every uh, in if you three, get all three turns, components, yeah, you then get a maximum benefit because you keep getting well, you get the four points, whatever, yeah, you whatever points that whatever how many rounds are remaining when you finish the weapons yeah, component, bonus points, you get those bonus points on your clairvoyancy track, then you continue to be able to vote and in, involve yourself in the discussion of the cards with yeah. all the other players. So that's cool. I think that's part of yeah. the thing why the end phase is important because it keeps uh, players engaged so yeah. there's no elimination. That's right. So Everyone's you don't get booted in the game. out. So if you finish, the, if you get your three really quick, it's not time just to go uh, make a coffee and, and walk <laughs> off. You know, it's not that kind of thing. You're still involved. No, that's, that's right. And it's an important part of the collaborative collaborative aspect of this game and and the theme um you don't just you've not just had your psychic visions and then go oh, i know what's going on here because the final phase everybody's uh clues that they've guessed visions that they've guessed so they're the culprit the location and the weapon uh, they all come back out on the table so everybody's little envelope is uh, you know is put back on the table and what that does is narrows the field. So now we've all had these visions of these three things. It's now time to for the ghost to hone in on that so we can uh, actually identify the murderer, the location, and the weapon that was used. So Yeah, a few, few ghost pro tips. Um, I would say plan ahead. Uh, yeah, you can ditch cards, um, but keep in mind when if they might be useful later. If you've just got... You get your hand of seven and maybe you can change one card out. Don't be too rash in, in getting rid of them. Really make sure that the card you're discarding you're not going to need. And also, I think if there's a card that really quickly aligns with something later on, yeah. like uh, everyone's still working on the person, they've still got location, and then they're onto weapon, I'm really desperate to hold on to a card that says they did it with the uh, the gun yeah. or they did it with the box. If, if there's something that blatantly says box or gun, I put that to one side and try to save that card as long as I can. And so come out at the right time. Yeah, so that when... Because usually if someone's uh, progressing uh, from person to place to thing, um, you, you, you're going through a lot of cards and they can sometimes take a long time to get there. Yeah. So by the time they get to that weapons one, you don't want to be grasping, just going, oh, what have I got? If you've got something, you can just go, bang, there you go. They're going to get yeah. it straight away. That's because it. if anybody doesn't solve their three things, by the time round seven comes by, it's all over. It's all over for everybody. Game, game, game over, man. Yeah. Now, yeah. something I'm not so sure if it's um, you know a bit of metagaming or it's uh, entirely within the rules, but <laughs> I haven't found otherwise. Something that I was doing, if if they're uh, if somebody's the last person to solve a particular element, yep. they've guessed two or three guesses. They've been wrong every time. There's only one solution left. I do the card dump. I get all the cards which I'm gonna which I consider to be useless to me. It could be three or four cards, and just go bang. Just give them all of those cards. Yeah. Then I get to draw four fresh cards. <sighs> they stuck with these four cards. If they piece it together. They go, look, I've only got one option, which it could be. I'm going to vote for that one. Well, that's right. And these cards are all useless, and there's nothing they can do. So you sort of, they can't do anything else but vote for one particular no. option. But as a ghost, you get four new cards. Sometimes that's priceless if you're stuck. Yeah. Now, they've got this crow mechanic where you put the crow up to say when you're swapping cards yep, that's out. Right. They're nice uh, cardstock chits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you're playing a little bit above the game there or not, but hey, I think it seems to work. 
The, yeah. And on, on that metagame discussion as well, I think there's, there's something to be said for um, being being aware of uh, playing with people a lot. Yeah. If you play with people a lot, just be careful you don't do that Pictionary thing, you know, where certain certain things, be, you know, certain iconic things become other, you know, uh, well, that, answers locked in. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's that card. That means the Scottish, you know, the yeah. high road, slow road we talked about the other day. That's a Scottish guy, boom. Yeah, well, this leads into my, my player pro tip, which it would be talk it out. Actually verbalize what's going on in your head. Don't be embarrassed about it because the more information that you can talk through, the more uh, the more you unlock when you're looking at the card and time, trying to interpret the vision. Uh, you've got the ghost is listening to all that discussion as well because they can hear yeah. the tracks, your thought process is where you're to leading. Not interact with that, like not no, even just the nod or a look. Or but anything. the visions that you can yeah. then give on in the future, if they're heading along the right track and you want to just push them over, yeah. that could lean you towards using another card in favour another of. of something else but you've got to use, have the right so balance there because yeah you can talk it out but don't you know play play fair don't be cheaty about it because otherwise you could talk out loud i think it could be this thing so i'm going to uh, do this I'm, and convey I'm, this message yeah. you know? I'm, I'm thinking from my the way i approach these games um you know dixit's another one where you we that or dixit is completely opposite you've got to keep that information to yourself because if you're thinking one thing uh, you could clue somebody else in where that, that you know and that defeats the purpose of you winning whereas because this game is collaborative we're trying to solve it together uh by talking it out you throw out ideas other people throw out ideas and then you start to get involved in the narrative of the game and and you can lead yourself down tracks that you didn't think of previously just because of the you know you're looking at the card turn it upside down uh, investigate the smallest thing on the card. That could be the thing. Especially if you get multiples. If you get multiple yeah. cards handed to you, it what's could be the, the smallest thing. It what's could the be link? The, the, yeah, what's the link? Yeah. So, yeah, pro, that's my player pro tip. Yeah, yeah. Talk it out. All right, end phase. This, what happens here, Matt? We get, we get up to the end phase and yep. we start counting up clairvoyancy. Uh, so assuming token. everyone has found their three visions uh, and they all come back out on the table and everyone's now got that chance to vote on which ones that they think or which what do they which think collection. Is the collection is the correct collection. Yeah. So, right. you, so there can so be player, only one. And, yeah. and the ghost has chosen this randomly. Yeah. So uh, So they've all put everybody's put their three things into a certain envelope. Yep. Now you you open up the envelopes and put them out in collections underneath uh, a number, like one has three, number two has three, and so forth. Um, now, the clairvoyancy tract, how that has progressed, yeah. how, you've, how far you've progressed, dictates how much information you get. So in the, at the very first level, if everybody's going to get access to one clue, so uh, you get one, one card gets put out there. Yeah, now that's... Now what the... the the ghost initially has to decide which collection of cards is most accurate. As a ghost, you decide yeah. which collection is most accurate yes. by the, the vision cards you've got in front of you and which ones you think you can convey the best. So you, there's another chit, numbers one to six. You put that face down uh, at the top of the clairvoyancy track and it has a question mark on the back underneath. It has the, the number of the collection of three that you've chosen. Yeah. You then get your vision cards together that you uh, think represent 
um, and you can only have one card for the yeah. person, one card for the location, yeah. one card for the weapon. So your vision cards represent best a single group of yeah. three cards. You can't yeah. have two cards for the person or multiples. It's got to be you've got one vision card for the person, one for the location, one for yeah. the place. Up till now, we've Thank been everybody's had a, their own vision, their own vision cards. Now, this final game phase is a, a shared, shared vision. vision. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so where you are on the clairvoyancy track, depending on how many points you've accumulated, you will see the first card well, of the yeah. vision. You'll it see depends. the second card or you'll see the third card. Well, they're shuffled together and they're put at the top. They so are. you don't know which no. one's which. You just get to see one, two or three. Yeah. And you know that it relates to one particular group, but yeah. you don't know which. Uh, so you've got to then work it out. And this is the, this is the part where everybody uh, is, is even more collaborative because a straw poll is is held. Uh, once everybody's got as much information as they're entitled to look at. Yeah. Um, so it, it does it, and you vote. do it in the order that you've... So if you did poorly, you've, you can get to see one card, one yeah, you card get one flips vote. over. Well, you always get one well, vote. Well, no, but you've got to vote then. That's, yeah, you've got to you vote. To vote then. Yeah, yeah. So you vote after seeing one card. So you, on the uh, voting chits that you were using before, you flip them over, they've got a number. So then that number corresponds to which set of cards you think. You pass that to whoever was the most successful, and they put it in their uh, little pocket, uh, you know, the, the player yep. pocket, character pocket. Uh, and then we move on. So then any players that get to see two cards, we turn a second card over. And then they and get they, to vote. And then finally, if someone's done well, they get to see the third card, and yep. then they get to vote. Uh, there's a bit of a decider uh, regarding who, you know, the uh, because the, the votes are tallied then. Like the person who did most successful mm-hmm. pulls out those votes and says, all right, there's a vote for number one. There's two votes for number two. There's a vote for number three. So two is the most successful. If there's a tiebreaker, the most successful person's Gets vote breaks, yeah. you know, is the deciding vote. Yep. The um, onus on this part of the game is all on the ghost, really, because they have to make sure they've got the right combination of three cards to point conclusively to the, the culprit, the location, and the, and the weapon. Now, while the rest of the, the players, the mediums, have their chance to vote you know if you've only got the one card you you're putting your you're hedging your bet really early i mean sorry you're playing your hand really early if you've seen all three clues and then you get to vote you've got the most amount of information to be successful so the this, the discussion here and this is all time limited too so uh, one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that there's a timer here yeah, for yeah. each of the rounds and you have i think it's a 2 minute timer i think that uh, once that starts going, and this includes the voting rounds, you've got two minutes to decide whether you're going to make a vote, or whether you're going to make a vote, and which item you're going to choose, and that you know you've got to commit. So it becomes very important at this last phase of the game, where you haven't got much time. You've got to make a choice based on how much information you have, and then hopefully the group has come to some sort of consensus with the majority rules. Uh, yeah, because it can be, because obviously, you know, if you only get to see one card and everyone else is seeing three cards, you can go, oh, I think this one card leads me to believe that this is a set. I'm voting for set number one. Yeah. And then when the other two cards come up, oh, it's obviously set number three. Um, so hopefully more people <laughs> vote on the correct answer there. So that can, um, you know, you can you can you can know as a as a player that's only getting to see one card that you voted incorrectly at one stage. And of course, once the all the all the nominations are in, uh, they're revealed by the player that that. And Colombia wins. I mean, the Philippines. I mean, <laughs> Col- Colombia. 
I mean, Philippines. Yeah. Well, ah, everybody uh, wins. <laughs> Everyone wins. Because you've just played Mysterium. Yep, that's it, if you've guessed correctly. If you've guessed incorrectly, well, you'll fail. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously you, go, start, you start rethinking your career as choice as a medium. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I really like is the way that this game scales. So for two, three-player um, games, there are rules, separate rules that involve... Plays the, a bit different, yeah. ...the clairvoyancy track. Uh, now... The actual clairvoyancy track is, is double-sided. And so depending on the number of players you have determines which side you start on. Yeah, I and, totally and didn't realise that earlier. And what it does is just the numbers. Yeah. yeah. And there are little pips down in the bottom corner that tell you about that. And also the, um, the, the, the level markers as well have a little icon in the middle which tell you what, what they represent. Yeah. So uh, it, it's I didn't, all... didn't realise that either. So there's a lot of detail in the game that yeah. like, I didn't pick up on until two or three rounds in. It's, it's games, games. So in. I'd say it's quite, it's quite icon driven, very uh, minimal text. Which is I love these games with minimal text because you're you're then forced into the situation where you've got to examine what you're looking at really closely because all the clues are there on what to do next. Now the only text on these cards is the is the number, yeah, uh, the actual card number, and the deck that you that the players look at. And the deck that the ghost has, um, the, the little versions of these big cards that the ghost has, they are all sequentially numbered. So there's no mistaking them. You can't get them mixed up uh, you, unless you've not been diligent enough and messed up the cards when you were putting the decks together. But um, Yeah, that's what so I would say, uh, pro tip number, whatever <laughs> we're up to, is the ghost cards that represent the person, place, and weapon, keep them all in order so you can find the right one really quickly. This is getting back up to set up. And then the other, the other cards, the tarot size and the miniature size cards, um, keep them all shuffled in, in their respective groups. Um, and then when you randomly select at the beginning of the game, you've got uh, you can randomly select and they're well shuffled, they're well, well mixed up. But then when the ghost is trying to find the corresponding cards by using the reference number, you can go to that really quickly in the ghost deck. Um, and the game, I think I've played it quite a bit now. Uh, you can get a really good setup and pack up time. It doesn't take long to set no, up. It doesn't take long to pack up. I think you can get better at packing up yeah, so that you can, like I said, just stand with that little pro tip there. Um, yeah, the, the the insert the box insert's one of the better ones I've seen. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, caters for everything. Everything fits. I'm all over this game. I, you know, I love the, the 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 art on it, the the theme of it. You know, yeah. I like spooky stuff. The art's really cool, and the packaging's really cool. It's a pretty game. You know, my final pro tip would be a game setup pro tip. Uh, get out the candles. Get out a nice uh, table where everyone can sit and have a good vantage point. Yeah. Uh, of, of all get the cards the that they can see, yeah. get the get the app playing in the background, or some other suitable suitable Lovecraftian music, something like that. This is spooky game playing one hundred and one. Yeah, you it. can go to town. The, the theme stuff you can get, you can go full on deep with it, you know, and get really creative. And something I think that's, I, that's fun. Something do I do a dress up. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Come yeah. dressed as Princess Leia and oh no, <laughs> no, forget about it. <laughs> that it, would it work. Fits perfectly. Go spooky stuff. Yeah. Come dressed uh, as Eva Green. Wolf. <laughs> I thought uh, I've got these. Uh, pair things, pair lights from Ikea, where if you turn them slightly, then the light goes off. And um, if you lick them, they taste like pear. <laughs> that's right. No, they don't. Okay. I, well, I, I've <laughs> At least mine I've, don't. I've been ripped off. I've licked them. They didn't taste like pear. <laughs> well, you were licking my pear lights? Yeah, well, you weren't looking. <laughs> so when you can use this as the ghost 
to positively or negatively <laughs> affirm. You know, if you want to take it that next level. So instead of engaging with the players at all, you're just using this little light. You know, it just could add to the theme. Travis uh, added, you know, when the timer finishes, yeah. he adds like a, a solemn knock underneath the table, a uh, slow. There you go. That kind of thing. It's One like knock big... for yes, two knocks for no. Spirit. Well, who's the one that the ghost has returned kind of, you know, knock? That's, yeah. So yeah. there you go. You can create a lot. You can ham a lot of theme into this, and that's yeah, great. Man. That's cool. I love that sort of stuff. All right. Well, who's this game for? Yeah, who's this game for? There's no expansions at this stage, so I think we was sort of... Yeah. The, the, well, there's the music thing you can download. Look, I've found... I've. You know, you can play it with suit. Like my daughter plays it; she's five because wow. essentially she's just looking at pictures on cards and then playing collaboratively. Yep. So she and she gets her opinions on it. She's like, "No, I think this relates to this." So it's really easy to convey and interpret from the cards. So you really you can play super young. And I played. You know, the wife's always a measure of someone who doesn't hook in the. Uh, rules very well yeah. and you know and then just the random random people that come around and you go hey you want to crack out a game this you know you can go theme heavy like we've said and i think you could just about play it with anybody you know yeah. i my wife's one of these is, is a non-gamer but she likes dixit and th- this would appeal to her because of the evocative nature of the cards the interpretive nature of, of the game and so this is something that i think she would really enjoy because it's not it's not a heavy game. It's a light game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the theme is rich and it's really simple to explain. It's like so when it's you want to play Eldritch Horror and all you've got are Monopoly <laughs> players, yeah. pull out Mysterium. You know, you're going yeah. to get the vibe down. It's going to be uh, a, fun, a fun experience and you're not playing some god-awful, you know, target <laughs> game. No, that's right. Um, um, so, yeah, I'd say this is, this is a game for... People, say, who's, it's an intelligent who's it, game. Who's it not for? Oh, yeah. It's not for people that are going to... Um, not for people who want to roll dice and like rolling dice. Or high strategy or yep. taking things really literally. You know, if you get a vision card, if you're going to look at that and want, if it's a picture of, you know, two birds flying over a red and white surface and you want the, your answer to... If you're thinking that the answer that you're supposed to get is birds or red or white... That might be not your game because <laughs> you have to get creative with it because that the ghost is is desperate and grasping at trying to just get some information yeah. across to you. So you have to be pretty chilled out into just thinking outside the box. Yeah. If you if you're super concrete, uh, you might you might find this frustrating in some ways. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think most gamers aren't necessarily like that. I mean, we're always playing in fanciful worlds and uh, you know imagining yeah. uh, other characters doing weird stuff. So uh, you know. I love, I love a great immersive theme. You yeah. know, we found that XCOM puts you in the theme. Uh, this mysterious puts you in the theme. obligatory mention of XCOM in every single Seven <laughs> yeah. and a Half podcast. It has to. Yeah. Dead of Winter puts you in the theme. Yeah. Uh, so this I, gets I, you in the theme. I mean, pick up the box. Just look at the picture on the front of the box. That that picture you get on the front of the box. It just the whole box is just soaked in that kind of vibe. Yeah, you're looking through it for clues. Yeah. Um, not that there will be any there, but you know, still, it's it's that. It, it's that evocative that it it draws you in. The forty-two minute thing. What <laughs> were they playing at with that though? On the beside the box, it says forty-two minutes. Average. 
You know, well, if you did it in 43, well, that's pretty good. Up, Just now, 43, I've got no idea how long that took. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like 45 minutes. 45. That If, if you're playing a game and you go, yeah, it's about 42 yeah. minutes, you go, oh, so a 45-minute game? <laughs> I see. What kind of number yeah. is 42? It's the, well, um, the sound sort of... Life, life, the universe, and everything. So, you know, oh, that's it. Oh, my goodness. They've gone deep. In this. They've they really have. gone deep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, that was I, Mysterium. This is a great game. I, we've done it. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't got it, I, I'd persuade you to go and check it out, especially if um, you get ten percent off. And yeah. Good Games have probably got a copy open at at the store, so you can just go in there and have a crack at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't probably not go theme theme heavy while everyone's uh, gaming it up around you. No, but... you need a quiet space. I think. Yeah, uh, you definitely yeah. need a quiet space. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, oh, this is going to be weird. After this, we've got Matt's quiz, but because it's Christmas time. Solo it's, edition. It's just me. I oh, know. <laughs> hey, I've already won. Ready for Matt's quiz? Yeah, all of us are. <laughs> David? Yeah. We tried to are get, you ready? We did try to get Riley on Skype. It's only 3 a.m. his time, and we yeah. came so close. He woke up. The, the, the uh, ding guy. on his phone woke him up, I guess. Yeah. All right. He so, just didn't have a laptop microphone, we should explain. Damn, so thanks, damn. thanks, Riley. You were almost on. But um, <laughs> all right, it's just me. So. All right. So this is the mystery quiz, a mysterious quiz loosely based on Mysterium and other such mysteries. All right. So this is all for you to play at home, so don't. Don't rely on me for... <laughs> well, see if you can... Uh, if you are going to play at home, see if you can get your response out quicker than uh, David does. Oh, well, it's the timed one. So, so no, I'm, no, I'm no. like, buzz in, that's this. Well, if you can get it... Just score more than me. I think that's <laughs> Just... fair. <laughs> All right. People have been scoring more than me since I was in high school, but that's another story. <laughs> Go. Question one. Question one. Dia de los Muertos oh, no. can be loosely translated from Mexican Spanish as... Dios, which is day. What was the next? Dia bit? de los muertos. Dios de los day. It's a pronunciation. Otherwise, muertos. I'd have a day of mystery. Dia de los muertos. Dia muertos. I think it was. Well, you've got you got you got on the right track. What's ma- what's muertos? M muertos. How do you spell that? M u e r t o s. E t r. R-T-O-S. Uh, if it was a different podcast, I'd say Day of the Mutant, but uh, Day of the Moment, didn't minute. What other Day of the Things do you know? Uh, day of the Jackal. <laughs> no. Uh, day of the Dead. Correct. Oh, is it really? Day of the Dead, yeah, yeah. Dia What's that got to do with Mysterium? Day- well, it's mysterious. Okay. I won't, oh, sorry, I'm haranguing the, the quiz host master <laughs> It's mysterious. Again. Well, if you think about the theme of the game, it's... Uh, Taking place on All Hallows Eve, or which is the day of the well, day oh, of the it? dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. That's right. The reason why so we Hall- can commune with the spirits. That's why Halloween's got a little spooky element. Correct. Time comes around. All right, gotcha. I'm on so, board now. All right. Question two. Then you might have a bit more difficulty with this one. Maybe. All right. Match the following psychic senses to the correct five senses. Now think about what your five senses are. Yeah, yeah I'm good all there. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, Claire audience <laughs> right. matches what hearing. Claire sentience. Uh, sentience. Mm. Well, I thought that was something to do with thinking, but that's not a sense. So sentience. Uh, oh, sentience. Sentience. Sent. Oh, with S-C? Smell. No, with S-E. Oh. Like sentience. Like, think like sentient. Uh, that's the post office. I've sent, <laughs> sent that away. Uh, All right. Do you want to come back to that one? Yeah. All see right. what's left. Claire or uh, Claire Gustance. Oh, that's uh, taste. 
Claire Aliens. Claire Aliens. Mm. <laughs> Tells you whether you've been abducted or not. <laughs> Cat, what? Claire? Well, you've what? got hearing. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got what, tasting. What was, what was it again? Claire? Claire Aliens. Aliens. I might be Ali- mispronouncing it, but I don't Aliens. Think so. oh, okay. And what's the last one? Claire Voyance. Voyance. Okay, well, that's to do with uh, visions, isn't it? So that's okay. to do with seeing and yep. sight. So we've got smell. I'm going to go for sentience and aliens. So clairvoyance is seeing, clairaudience is hearing, yeah. clairgustance is tasting, yeah. clairsentience, yeah. and clairaliance. Yeah, and well, we've got like sense and touch. Uh, aliens. I'll go for senti one. Sentience. I'll go for, I would have thought smell, but I'll go the other way. I'll say that's touch and the aliens is smell. Aliens is smell, yep, and sentience is, yeah, it would be touch, but I've gone for feeling because you can't really physically touch. So what you're saying is I've nailed it. You've nailed it. Oh, look at Good that. Good job. Uh, Question three. Pro tip, multi, multi-choice guessing. That's what got me through uni. <laughs> Right. This one is actually about the game Mysterium. Okay, good. And we've already alluded to it as well, so you should be in. You can get a hundred percent off this quiz. How many questions are there altogether? Same as usual, five. Okay, five questions, with which the usually last means one being three 20. parts. Yeah, no. yeah, right. <laughs> in the game Mysterium, yeah. the clairvoyance must solve the murder case and put the spirit to rest after the seventh hour. Or That's... what will happen other than, uh, other than failing the game? Uh, the the ghost goes away for another year and can only reappear next year when uh, it will give you the same game. Correct. They Although, can't make another attempt. If you buy the game, you can play it with your mates immediately. You, can. you don't have to wait. <laughs> That's a not a year. restriction, guys. You don't have to play <laughs> it every year. Yeah. Can you imagine you buy that board game that you can only play once every year on All Hallows Eve because the game tells you to? Yeah, that'd be is great, there any? See, so if you're that literal, yeah. this game probably isn't it's not for you. you. No, no. <laughs> Question four. Right. Label the following based on the description. So these, I've got three things. Yeah. And I'm going to give you little clues to each one, and you get shout in when you think you know what it is. Three right. things, and you're going to give me clues. Yep. And as soon as you think you I'm... know what it is, shout in. Okay. Harry. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's the first one. Yeah, but what? It's and it's related to what? <laughs> Something mysterious. Something mysterious. Oh man! <laughs> All right, it'll become evident Hairy. after the first right. one. I'm Hairy. Not, I'm not even going to jump in early. Teeth. On that. Uh, I'm thinking werewolf straight away. Ding. Oh, got it cool. right. All right. All right. Well, that's that's all right. Okay. That was a clean Next ver- one? cleaner version than what I thought. Yeah, go. Pale. Pale. European. Pale ale. Oh, pale ale. Fangs. Yeah, not so much. Uh, we'll go for vampire. Correct. What is this for? This is you said you dumbed it down for me. Is oh you said no, you didn't say I you really dumbed, dumbed it, down. it down. You're getting them all right so far. <laughs> yeah, you Good said job. you tailored it for me. Okay, last I'm one. That is dumbed down. <laughs> yeah, rags to riches. Rags, tombs, zombie, 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 mummies. The mummy, mummies. Correct. All right. There we go. That wasn't painful, was it? You got it. That was painfully easy. <laughs> so still complaining. All right. <laughs> You're never happy. All never, right. Never happy. Question five. Yeah. Maybe this is the one where I'll stump you. Is this the seven parter? No. <laughs> I haven't had the seven parter for about three podcasts now. Yeah. Question five. We fact or fiction or factual fiction? <laughs> so I'm I've with got... you right up until the third component. It's like well, fact fiction, one... got you, or factual fiction. So it's like I've got three black, things. white, or greyish. <laughs> yeah. I've got three movies here. Okay? Yeah. And you, know now, you need to those. tell me whether it's based on fact, All right. fiction, or factual fiction. There's what one is factual for each. fiction? Well, it, 
it could be. Well, there are some facts to the story, but it could be totally <laughs> Isn't made that up. Everything. Yeah, I it's know. like all right. Um, deep impact. Well, it happened on Earth. There is an Earth. No, think think about been, think yeah. about um, folklores and legends, right? So yeah. folklore. It's a story that somebody told to somebody else that went to somebody else and it's changed over time, right? So maybe it was based on some historical significant something historically and Gretel. significant. Are there children? Yes. Are there breadcrumbs? Yes. Uh, is there a house of gingerbread? No. <laughs> there, Which there is, you go. No. There you go. So you call that factual fiction. You call that factual fiction, would you? Because it, maybe right. if it was based on a possibly real historical incident. Librarians everywhere are cursing your name right now, Matt. The, okay, go. All right, first one. Yeah. So, you, Room 1408, a personal recount of a supernatural John fiction Cusack, writer at a hotel. Yep, John yeah. Cusack was in it. So, is that fact, yeah. fiction, or factual fiction? You decide, what is it? Wasn't that a spooky one? Wasn't that things went real spooky, kind of yeah. shining in a hotel kind of for, for him? So, I'd say fiction. Yeah, you're in the right. It you wasn't based park? on a real thing. Well, that's what you that. need to decide. Yeah, was it or was it I not? I said fiction. Okay, so you've gone fiction? Gone fiction. All right. Yeah. The next one. Oh, you, I'm not going to tell you until the three. Right. Oh, so it's one of each. Yeah, one of each. Oh, okay. So you think you've got the fiction well, one. I'm not locking it in then now that I know. <laughs> right, yeah, go. All right, number two. The yeah. hills have eyes. Travelers suffer a fate worse than death at the hands of inbred cannibals. Is it? The hills have eyes. Fact, fiction, right. or factual fiction? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking... That might have been based on some sort of news thing, but then it's been amped up. So I'll go factual fiction for that. Okay. All right, for now. And let's see what you got from right, the Last one. Yeah. An American haunting. A family is terrorized by a cursed spirit. Well, is none of those fact are fact. or fiction or factual fiction? Factual fiction. All right. Um, let's go factual fiction for that last one. And people could go. My into disclaimer. The hills and get my eaten. disclaimer at the beginning of these things is always loosely. It's always loose. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So we've got fiction. Right, so f- you, oh. you think that the room fourteen oh eight is fiction? Yeah. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. It's a story made up. Okay. No. The hills have eyes. I'm going you for facts because as- it's possible to walk in the hills, get attacked by cannibals, and be eaten. I'm going with that. Fact. Fact. Fact fiction. It was allegedly Damn, based cool. on a story of a Scottish uh, clan leader who would go out and murder travellers for to feed his inbred family. <laughs> <laughs> and now the reason why I say it was fact fiction yeah. was because it could never be determined whether the story was actually true or not. That's what I'm, you know, about folklore. It was so, a legend, like a kind of like an. Urban so you're legend. saying that American haunting is fact? Apparently, <laughs> that's <laughs> nonsense. If the story's based on account of the Bell Witch, which is apparently a real thing from Tennessee, all right, that was inspired. That also inspired the Blair Witch Project. So that was apparently again a factual thing that happened. It was based on a, a real incident. Allegedly, uh, <laughs> a woman was. A witch, and she cursed a landowner who. Uh, okay. They had some sort of dispute. So, what so. are the requirements for being a witch, and then how do you curse something? <laughs> I don't know. And but that, anyway, all of these things, listener, are facts to Matt. They're facts. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love your reaction to this. Everybody. Neats and twos. <laughs> 
Neats and twos. Neats and twos. That's right. You've just survived a, a quiz with one person <laughs> com- competing. Um, all right, Neats and twos. Game of the month special. It's Mysterium. That's right. That's that thing we were just talking about. Good games are giving our listeners ten percent off Mysterium. Go to your nearest good game store anywhere in Australia and give their staff the password. Mystery seven. Mystery seven. This lasts only for a month, so go now. Now it's up to you. We've done all we can. But if you're up after winning the game, uh, you can. For one listener who comments on the Facebook post for this episode, that's episode 59, and I'll pin it to the top of our Facebook page, you can win the game. That's right. Just comment on the post. Uh, It's pinned up there. And one commenter will be randomly chosen by Good Games HQ as this month's winner of Libelud's Mysterium. Last month's winner. Now, it's been drawn. Oh, it's exciting. We've been told Good Games HQ... Sent it through. The winner of Dead of Winter is Norton Roughly. Yay! Go Norton. Well done. He posted something through. Where is it? We got somewhere in here. Norton said. Norton said. <laughs> no, this is exciting, isn't it? Ah, Norton Roughly. Looks like I have another podcast to finish catching up with now. Thank you, Good Games Hurstville. So a bit of scorn. Bit of, oh my God, now I've got another part. I know, I'm in that it's boat right. as well. It sounds like a dedicated listener. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's like that though. I mean, if you're in a podcast, there's, you have, you know, like I, I listen to them on the way to work, which is an hour, on the way back from work, an hour. Yeah. So I have two hours every day, working day of the week. So I've got 10 hours to listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. I probably I have the same. 15 hours of podcasts to listen to. Everywhere. So I have to jam them in everywhere. I'm so falling behind. Thanks for, thanks for jamming them in there, uh, Norton. And that's... Uh, I'm not saying anything about your private life. <laughs> Just for thanks for jamming them in. In Hertzville. <laughs> hey, but um, there was loads of uh, responses, and hopefully for Mysterium there'll be lots more as well, because, I mean, that's it. Norton's walking away with uh, Dead of Winter for that amount of effort, so, you know, why not jump in there? Yeah. Uh, Adam Rowlandson uh, got in touch. He, uh, you know, he's obviously, it sounds like he's already played the game a little bit, and he said, it's such an amazing game. This is Dead of Winter he's talking about. Uh, and he said, I hear there's a standalone expansion coming out soon too. Uh, we've been uh, yeah, I did rust- a little bit of look around. around on the internet. What's, what's the news on out the there? On the Reddit, it's appeared that there's a, there's a video interview with Isaac Vega, who's the uh, designer of the game. 70s guitar virtuoso. That's it. Yeah. And he said, uh, I'm not going to quote it, but there's a YouTube video link there. Um, talks about the new expansion being a big box standalone that integrates with the base Dead of Winter set. Uh, it was in prototyping phase when this was posted a couple of months ago, but it'll include extra survivors, new objectives, uh, new locations, alternate art, uh, new zombies, new threats, blah, blah, blah. Because this was that's very much going to be a crossroads game. It sounded like it was a, that's a survival kind of scenario yeah, crossroads, package. Crossroads and then, is the theme. And then that's going to be... In, oh, sorry, no, Crossroads is the mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and zombie, uh, Dead of Winter was the The zombie theme. version. Yeah. yeah. So I, you'd have expected it the, then to have been just like different locations, yeah. different settings, different themes. Um, but obviously Dead of Winter would have been the smash hit that it has been, the, the building yeah. on top of it. Standalone is, is interesting. Um, standalone, but game. not standalone. Standalone, standalone but, but can be integrated with. Yeah. So you could probably just pile all of your characters into one big but it said new yeah. zombies as, as well didn't it new, it did new, new zombie, zombie class yeah the abomination he's back <laughs> oh. well here it's it's calling them frost walkers frost walkers so no game of thronesy stuff going no, on there is know. there no know. but the new threat apparently bandits which which is a yeah, yeah. logical thing that's I the think. thing i think that's most terrifying about the the, the post-apocalyptic thing is humans yeah. yeah like have you ever seen the road who's the real monster here uh, have you seen the road 
The, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah. is awful. Anyway, uh, Adam Rollinson, uh, thanks, for, thanks for getting joining the competition. Hopefully you'll jump in next month and, and have a crack at a bit winning Mysterium. Send us your oh, – I'll go, I'll go through uh, getting a Hype Magic Nerd badge just after this because also I'd like to mention Connor Horn, who also wrote in as well. He said, uh, the podcast sounds awesome, smiley face. Thanks very much, Connor. <laughs> it's lovely feedback. Um, but in addition to that, he said, I love games that could potentially have a traitor in the midst. It sounds great. And that, I think we've touched on it before. I love the traitor game. Yeah. It's so cool. Like I think, like I said, Panic Station was one of the first games that I got in there. Yep. Isn't the, the, the Werewolf one? It's like yeah, Murder Werewolf, in the Dark. Resistance, kind of- uh, Resistance Avalon, uh, Shadows Over Camelot. Um, yeah. It's uh, just fantastic. Battlestar Galactica. Because it just hooks into actual human emotion and interactions and reading people's body language and all that sort of stuff, which you can't put in a box, but it evokes it from the players around that's the it. table immediately. And that's such a cool thing that's well, coming that to Well, that encourages player interaction. And, yeah. You know, that, that collaborative feel of playing a board game. So Yeah, so I think yeah, it kind of hit it nail on the head there. I mean, and and, uh, and Dead of certainly has that, doesn't it? With the, Once you get up past a certain amount of players, you can have that trader element in there where yeah. someone's definitely got someone who's going to work a game the overall yeah uh, i'm glad to see connor's joined the discussions actually because uh, he's been in my rpg group for a little bit we did oh uh, you know him yeah we did uh, end of the world apocalypse uh, zombie recently and, well you can uh, give him the hyper magic node badge in yeah. person well we're gonna jump on posting we, he's, he's uh, already indicated he's going to be involved in a future project okay to be announced sometime in the future that's All why right. it's a future well, project. Look, I chose him independently, and one of the reasons why I chose him independently uh, of, of you, Matt, was yeah, because he's right. got what I can count four people in his profile picture on Facebook, which I thought was an impressive effort. <laughs> uh, there's just people just jammed in left, right, and center. So if you feel like stalking someone on um, Facebook, I'd, I'd recommend Connor Horn and count the amount of people he's got on his profile <laughs> picture. And then, uh, of course, if you're not already, then... Follow those links back to our uh, Seven Land Hand page and uh, definitely do that. Hands. Actually, forget all the above. Just get on the Facebook <laughs> page, the Seven Land Hand. Get so some discussion easier. going. Cut out the middle man. If you get that some discussion, you can get a hypermagic nerd badge like those guys. Uh, so uh, Adam Rollinson and Connor, just uh, send us an email on podcast at sevenlandhand.com with your details, and we'll mail you out a Seven Land Hand badge, which is the, the, the now infamous for hypermagic nerd badge. Uh, where are we on this? Yeah, any any comments? The, just start the conversation, get the banter going, um, throw around a few ideas about the hobby that we're all involved in or hobbies that we're all involved in. Uh, more than welcome. Discussion is good. Makes the show better, you know, bit of humor coming back and forwards. Uh, also, we've been hiring new Facebook admins lately, and we're always keen to hear a pitch from any of you out there who can provide cool content for the gaming community via our Facebook page. So uh, that just means, like, if you're a painter or you're doing something modeling-wise or in the games or you're doing something with a whole bunch of people and it's on a regular basis, like, let people get and know, know about it from anywhere yeah. around Australia, really, now. So, um, yeah, get in touch. And you can get in touch by going to sevenlandhand.com, looking at our email. There's a whole bunch of contacts on on there, Twitter and whatnot. But, yeah, like the email I mentioned before, podcast at sevenlandhand.com or our names at sevenlandhand.com. Matt at podcast.com. No. Uh, Matt at, oh, I stuffed it up. Matt at sevenlandhand.com or David at sevenlandhand.com or you can just send it to the podcast. I need to start emailing myself. Yeah, have a few practice emails. That'll be good. <laughs> We're also on Instagram and, uh, yeah, well, What's Twitter, along? Facebook. Everything's chugging along, whatever. Uh, that was Mysterium, I think. That, That's it. Yeah, all right. We'll be back. A yeah. mystery no longer. 
week. Yeah, mystery no longer. We'll be back next week with uh, Adam and uh, Adam McCarthy of uh, Rebirth. Yep, that's right. Uh, I think so his I brother will be joining us, joining us as well for the current Kickstarter project, Rebirth. Uh, check it out now on Kickstarter, and we'll get the lowdown on the game in episode 60, which is going to drop around the 8th of January, or maybe I can get out just before. But the campaign ends around the 16th of January. So, uh, yeah, go check that out on Kickstarter, and we'll be talking to those guys in the next yeah. episode. Live from San Francisco. Irish guys in San Francisco. <laughs> talking to them from Global. Perth. I know, that's like joining, <laughs> joining gamer hands around the world. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to thank David sitting across the table from me, keeping everything right. I, I touched a few thank buttons you, here and there. I touched a, a few buttons on the on the yeah, you touched on the, the Mac MacBook here today. and there. But uh, you know, I'm getting a feel for. It. I got like a static electricity shock from it at one stage. That can't yeah, be good. It does that. It bites back. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for putting it all together. You're doing a great job over there. Uh, I'd like to. Wish congratulations to Norton Roughly for taking home, taking home a sweet copy of uh, Dead of Winter. And it is a sweet copy. It is. We, if we didn't mention earlier, Norton, get in touch with your local good games store. It's made of gingerbread. They're expecting you. It's made <laughs> of what? I'm gingerbread. Sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, probably They're not. They're cooking it up for you now. And I'd like to thank, as always, Good Games for supporting us with their contributions to, you know, with the game, offering the game up every month. Yeah, and, yeah it's fantastic. Uh, helping us uh, decide what we're going to review for the following month and keeping that chugging along online. And I had no real final thought for this week because uh, Mysterium has been one of those games that I think I think everyone should give a go. We, we talked earlier about who might be... We talked earlier about who... Uh, it might be suitable for that sort of thing. But I think it's one of those games that you, you never really know until you try it. And it's a very social game. So if you're into social games and you're into strong themes, not necessarily sex violence and all that sort of stuff, then I think you should give a mystery a go. And that's my final Outro review by Matt. <laughs> all right. See you later, everyone. Good night.